always drink flows from the force. Come on to your butt. I am the father. My name's Jack. All of that sweet change. Hasta la vista. Remember, the force will be with you. Always. Hello, what have we here? Scruffy looking nerfer! I got a bad feeling about this. You know, they, they call me cautious being on multiple social media platforms. This is madness. It's a trap! Where's my super suit? We have a Hulk. Fine. I'll do it myself. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Fandom Rants Radio, where today we are talking about Star Wars The Clone Wars, part one and two of the Siege of Mandalore. It's the halfway point, and this episode is super exciting because we are joined with the one and only, the Red Plays, Michael. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey it's Red Plays. Hey, <laughs> Michael is one of our great friends who we've been wanting to have on the podcast for a really long time because he probably knows more about Clone Wars than pretty much anyone I know. So his his yeah. opinions in this episode <laughs> are going to be really, really fun to hear. And then we also have my little brother, Evan, on the show. What's up, guys? He's coming out here with his Turtle Beach headphones. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> um, but basically... In this episode, we are just going to kind of break down these past two episodes, um, kind of scene by scene, some of the most important scenes, our favorite scenes, um, things that this has introduced in the canon, um, and then kind of talk about quick misses, big details Dave Filoni threw in these last few episodes, kind of like little Easter eggs, and then talk about how this is comparing to our favorite arcs in the Clone Wars, like Unbara, and then... <laughs> predictions for the next two episodes and how this is going to play out <sighs> so without further ado, do michael tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself because you are an avid gamer and uh yeah run your so, run your own uh youtube yeah. channel so i run my own youtube channel red plays um on youtube i uh i also have merch but that <laughs> I've I've only sold one shirt. It's one long oh shirt that my friend bought. I've I've sold merch. So I've sold oh more gosh. merch than fandom rant. I'm just saying. Oh no, but um but I started uh three three years ago in a week from Friday. So mm. I started three years ago, so I'm gonna about to do a facial reel on my channel. So if y'all want to go check that out, but something oh, yes. I've always consistently done is post a May the Fourth video. Always posted a Star Wars Battlefront video on there. Typically, it's a longer video, and this year I'm doing a throwback to Star Wars Battlefront Two, uh, 2005. Yes, and guys, for the face reveal, don't be caught off guard because yes, even though he sounds like just a normal white ginger kid, he actually is pretty much identical to Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> what? Just, just not as tall. <laughs> in, in honor of Last Dance. All right, guys. What the? <laughs> Without further ado, let's go in this. This, this is a, this is gonna be a fun talk because this right yeah. here is the squad. Me, Evan, and Michael. We've all been gaming a lot together. We've been streaming on Twitch. Um, main, mainly uh, original Battlefront. Um, yeah. and then, and then some, weird. some Warzone in there, and then some Apex as well. Um, hopefully, maybe some Uno. We'll see. Oh, oh. Uno, <laughs> Uno streams. Uno streams about oh to pop gosh. off, man. Uno streams are coming, so keep your <laughs> eyes peeled coming. for that. But anyways, guys, 
I want to open this with kind of just talking about our favorite aspects of really this final season. So basically, we've kind of on Phantom Rat, we've already talked about Bad Batch. And I really don't think we need to address the Marte sister incident. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't even go there. See, no, but here's the thing. It wasn't. It wasn't as bad as that, like, do you remember the Jar Jar Binks Mace Window arc in season <laughs> six? That, oh, that is, know. that burn. That is okay. the worst arc <laughs> in all of Clone Wars. I don't Listen, care if you don't dude, like that. I don't know. The worst arc. Listen, that Michael. That was the worst arc. I think that arc with Jar Jar and that love interest, the Jar Jar, or like the uh, Gungan Queen, is a better <laughs> oh, love story love than Raylo. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I will completely oh! agree with that. I will completely agree with that. Uh. Yeah. So here's the thing. Basically, after Bad Batch was a great four-parter, um, and then we got the Marte sisters, and obviously everyone did not enjoy that. We watched it because we wanted to see more Ahsoka, um, yeah. but then we were so caught off guard these past two weeks with the Siege of Mandalore, and oh my gosh, this oh has my been goodness. Like when we say that this is the best content Disney has given us since the Disney Star Wars purchase in two in like when was that? Like 2014. Way back then. Is it really that old? Yeah, it's been a while. Ever oh, since right. Clone Wars got canceled. Um, this is the best oh, content yeah. we've ever seen. Like, Because if you've seen Clone Wars, this is just so rewarding mm-hmm. for you. Um, but basically, we are here just to talk about the first two parts of this final arc of Siege of Mandalore. Um, so basically, part one is Old Friends Not Forgotten, and part two is Phantom Apprentice. And this was the final arc Filoni wanted to tell in his Clone Wars story. And he said multiple times that he wants the final arc to coincide with the events of Revenge of the Sith. Um, And that is no doubt what this arc has been doing. That is true. Like, oh my gosh. Like, and and it's interesting. What are your guys' views on this being less of kind of a a TV show, but if this last arc feels more like a movie, it's like part one, part two, part three. It feels more like a movie trying to coincide. And it's really interesting seeing a different perspective of Order 66. Because we're we're going to end up having to rewatch Order 66. And it's going to be really interesting watching that with with all of the different clones and how you've grown attached to these clones and they turn on their Jedis. It's different when it's CGI ones turning in Red (laughs) of the Sith than these ones that we've grown attached to, like we'll cry for, like five. Exactly. You cried in that arc. But then now we're dealing with all these clones that we we've where we we know too much about. Exactly, and it'll be interesting to see a new side, Ahsoka's side of it. Yeah. Um, and then we'll talk later about our predictions on where Order sixty sixty six is going to happen for her. Um, but basically, I think one of the most interesting things about this final arc and what it's done in the Star Wars universe is kind of brought Maul's. Um, his his kind of side on the story where really like the whole this is kind of if you guys have not seen the arc yet of Siege of Mandalore, this is a little bit of a spoiler. So if you haven't watched it yet, little fast forward a little bit, maybe maybe yeah. skip like a few minutes. But basically, the whole Siege of Mandalore is a front for Maul's big intention, which is to lure Anakin to kill him because he's going to be uh Sidious's new apprentice. So that is that was such an interesting twist I did not see coming. Yeah, that was that was very surprising when you when rather like he legitimately suppressed his hatred for Kenobi 
to focus on Skywalker because he'd rather right. see Sidious fail, mm. and, and then then he he'd rather see Sidious fail and prove that he was. I think he's trying to prove himself to Sidious. Like he's rather than right. proving himself to anyone else, he's trying to prove himself to Sidious that he was the better apprentice than any of these other ones. Right. And I think in mm-hmm. his mind, he thinks if I defeat Anakin then he will see that I was the fit apprentice. He should have never taken on Count Dooku or even mm-hmm. tried to take on this new, this new Darth Vader. Like, right. dude, that's what he's trying to do. I think this new arc, like, okay, before this, I think Maul was a little bit overused, kind of his cameo in Solo. He has some interesting yeah. scenes in Rebels. But, man, this final arc is adding so much to his character. Like, it's so interesting how he was really brought back in the Clone Wars really just out of – full revenge on obi-wan like that was his main motive yeah. it was just obi-wan and then now it's it's just totally switched after all these visions he's had um i think it's really cool i can't wait to see more of what's to come um but basically that's a little bit about this arc but let's start back on the very first kind of big thing that happened in the first episode old friends not forgotten which was the 212 and 501st battle on i think it's called the Yurban, Yurbana. That was the planet they were on. Yarbana. 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 Whatever it was. But anyways, <laughs> this was such a cool scene. And it had a callback to um, when Luke Skywalker in Reven- or Return of the Jedi is stalling in the Sarlacc pit. It plays the same music um, that happens in that scene, in this scene, in the Clone Oh, really? I didn't know that. I'll actually play that audio right here. But the score of these... <laughs> Uh, episodes have been really good so far as well. Yeah. Like in that scene when the 501st attack, it's just straight up Star Wars theme. Like they just pull it right out of the original trilogy. But the yeah. main theme. And, and I think you can see in Anakin's eyes when he when he pulls the ta- tactical droid, you can start seeing the anger <laughs> that he that he holds yeah. in Revenge of the Sith. You can yeah. start seeing that that's starting to interact. Not to mention, this is the last time Anakin took the high ground. <laughs> Have you guys seen this? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Because, you know, Obi-Wan oh. and Cody are, like, crouched down, and then Anakin walks yeah. up on the debris. He's still... <laughs> <laughs> Last time you had the high That's ground. So... <laughs> uh, I feel like Filoni oh. threw that in there. It was like, I want I want this to be a little Easter egg. Um, he wanted a meme. He yeah. wanted a meme. But basically, the next thing in this story is Ahsoka comes in here with, basically, wanting to take Maul out. Um, and... Basically, we finally get the Ahsoka Anakin last encounter um, that they've been building up for a while. She mentions it in Rebels. I think she says, "Michael, you've seen Rebels." Yeah, I've seen. I've seen all of Rebels. I rewatched it twice. Yeah. Don't don't question why, but I rewatched <laughs> it twice. <laughs> yes, Michael. Michael's a loyalist to Dave Filoni. <laughs> Just in general, I've watched Clone Wars three to four times through and oh, yes. Rebels twice. But anyways, in Rebels, I think she has a line where she says, the last time I saw Anakin, he was rushing off to save the Chancellor. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and obviously, they show that in this episode. Um, so what, what were you guys' views on this last encounter we have with Anakin? So Because the buildup has been so long. Um, it's such a long ways coming. Yeah. I, I think we should hear Evan's point of view. Cause, Let's hear Evan. You know. I want to hear Evan talk with his turtle beaches. What? <laughs> Well, how how was the last interaction with Anakin and Ahsoka? How did how did that make you feel, Evan? It was kind of sweet and sour at the same time, because I we're not really sure if this is the last time that they actually see each other, which is something that Ryan can explain later. But 
honestly, I'm fine if that's the way that they parted, but it'd be cool to see something more. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely super emotional to me because like, I mean, this has been, this is like the Anakin and Ahsoka that I really think is the best versions of those characters. Obviously Ahsoka, the only one we have is in the Clone Wars. Um, but this Anakin, we've grown attached to ever since, what was it, 2008 is when they started this. Was that um, really when they, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah I think it was 2008, 2008 to 2014. I thought 2006 was when they came out with the movie. That was, might have been, came might out have with been the t- movie. It was 2008. Was it? Man, yeah. that, was a, well, that was a long time ago then. Yeah, just thinking Dude. about that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my I feel so gosh. old. But, <laughs> I was 12 years ago. Yeah. What? <laughs> But basically, I think we can all agree that this last encounter with Anakin and Ahsoka was really heartwarming. And it's sad because the next time they see each other is in Rebels, Michael. Yeah, they see it on Rebels on the Sith, the Sith, the Sith world. They see yeah. a Sith world. You have they have that lightsaber duel. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, and then, that was the last time. Doesn't she say like, I'll, I won't leave you again or something like that? She says that because she she had the opportunity to run. She forced Ezra Bridger out of the the pyramid and and said i'm not gonna uh, i'm not gonna let you go again and i think that was what she said and then yeah. when she finally took his mask off she realized he's completely succumbed to the dark side and she's there's no yeah. there's no pulling back the anakin she remembers yeah. and that she got, grew, grew attached to yeah if you guys are listening and you have not seen rebels uh we highly recommend just um go on youtube and search like ahsoka darth vader moments because there's some pretty cool scenes where she starts to realize who Vader is. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I think I really think that those episodes with Ahsoka and Vader, those are pretty good episodes. Considering yeah. it's still Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and also they actually made a callback to Rebels through the second through the through Ahsoka's uh, part four parter, where when Anakin felt her presence. The same thing yeah. happens in Rebels, but she, when she has that connection, she realize, remembers it's Anakin, but she feels his darkness that he's come to, and it's really yeah. interesting. Yes, uh, yeah, that's the scene I'm talking about, and when she's in that uh, the Rebel ship. Yeah, um, but yeah. So basically, after that, we finally get the parting where she gets the blue lightsabers, which that's so interesting how they. It's awesome. I like that. It is it's her it normal is. blades, but blue. They look um, super shiny too. <laughs> yeah, squeaky clean. Squeaky. And Anakin was prepared for this. He 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 felt that there was going to be something where yeah. she, he would see her again. And here's the thing: I think it's so interesting. We got we get to see in this last encounter how Anakin is so desperate to have her back because he says to Obi Wan like it makes sense now. Like she had to leave the order just so she could come back. She needed that yeah. time. So he's just so desperate to have her back. And that makes his fall to the dark side so much more believable and tragic. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we've said it so many times, but the animated Clone Wars series literally makes the prequels a million times better, adding so much context and lore to it behind these characters we know. And I I think something that um, is interesting is that uh, in the, I think it's second episode where Obi-Wan talks to Ahsoka, through the uh, talking about how uh, basically giving context to what happens in Revenge of the Sith, where he has to spy and all that. And I think the really interesting thing is that Obi Wan asks Ahsoka to talk to Anakin, not 
for someone else because I think he realized the connection that mm. the connection that Anakin and Ahsoka have. He realizes that that might be the only thing that can help. Exactly, him. honestly, and I, and I have a I have a feeling that won't happen, which is really sad to think. Yeah, is that it's tragic. That, that it's tragic, and it's really hard to knowing. It's hard watching this knowing the outcome of it. Yeah, exactly. You don't know the exact outcome, but you know the outcome of the other characters, and it really is mm-hmm. hard to watch. Seeing yeah. You don't know what's going to happen with Ahsoka, but you know what's going to happen with Anakin and Obi-Wan and all this, and it's, yeah. it's going to be really tragic re-watching that. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, we can, we'll can we hop back to that scene after we talk about basically the first battle to Siege of Mandalore, which is the ending of the first episode which is so awesome. Like, this is why we watch Clone Wars. Um, when, like, Ahsoka don't need no jetpack. Uh-uh. Race you to the bottom. Right? Race you to the bottom. And then they get to the bottom, and she just says, beat you. Hey. Some things never change. Thanks for saving me out there. Oh, God, it's Trace. Hey. Thanks for saving me out there. That was my Trace interpretation. Um. But anyways, yeah, this this first battle is so cool. And then we finally get to see, uh, what is it, General Saxon, um, yeah. who his first appearance was in Rebels, um, who... Yes, it was. Yeah, he's like an Imperial remember. Mandalorian. And he is. He's, his, and he's also in the Son of Dothmere comics. Is he? He is. Oh, wow. Um, so he's also one of the like main Mandalorians who rescues Maul after... You know, the events of season five when yes. Maul is captured um, after By Sidious. You know, Sidious and Savage, they all fight. Um, so basically, Sidious brings him back. And some backstory to that is Sidious just wanted him to get to Mother Talzin to kill her. Um, but then Maul ends up getting rescued by the Mandalorians, led by Saxon. And then that brings us back to this Mandalorian arc. Yeah. Um, Siege of Mandalore, where he's back on Mandalore. Also, he mentions it in uh, his like his like pep talk yeah, to pep all talk. of the his pep yeah. talk. He mentions he mentions how they rescued him yeah. and Gar Saxon. It's really interesting because Gar Saxon has always been. He will always choose whichever side makes him more powerful. Interesting. That's always been his. That's always been his outlook because in Rebels, the only reason he chose the Empire was because he saw the the chance to become the leader of Mandalore. Mm. And in this one, I, I, you can obviously tell the reason he sides with Maul is because he knows Maul is the most powerful. I'm going to follow right. him. That's, yeah. He seeks power. He doesn't seek yeah. honor. He seeks power. And I think, without a doubt, his design in this... Oh, my this, gosh. Oh, my oh. gosh. Okay, oh okay, okay. Gosh. Okay, guys. Okay, before we go any further, I have a versus question for you. Oh. Gar Saxon prime in clone wars based on what we saw versus pre vizsla who would win dude oh. well is it pre vizsla with dark saber or is it no, pre vizsla no, no, blast oh, oh we can't do dark saber that's, no, not that's dark okay saber. no dark saber dark saber i mean they both did have it oh yeah because he had it in rebels yeah um, i oh. i think it could be gar saxon i don't know with how good well could gar saxon take down maul because pre vizsla could not well, previously couldn't take no. down Maul, but I don't think Gar Saxon could either. I think Maul yeah. was is. I feel like if Previsla had the best chance because he had had some experience with the dark saber yeah. when he was facing off against Maul. If Gar Saxon went up against Maul, the only way he would be able to beat him would be if he if he had some help 
outside. Yeah. Like yeah. surrounding them. And even then, even if they surround him, there's no guarantee that they're going to win. Right. I mean, we we saw in the second episode what Maul did to the to the clones. Like <sighs> went through them, man. He went yeah. through them. It's he's 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 not he's not a, a Sith Lord to laugh at. He's not a Dooku oh, when no, he's no, no. <laughs> oh no. Not a Dooku. So I think I think when analyzing uh, Saxon versus Vizsla. It's honestly, I think Pre Vizsla is a better leader than fighter. Yes. He's still a good yeah. fighter. Whereas yeah. Saxon, that dude, like, there's so many montages of him just tearing down clones. <laughs> yeah, like that dude is crazy. And then he's, that yeah. episode where he uh, snipes. Oh, what's his face? Uh, that uh, uh, Almec, the the prime minister. Yeah, he snipes. Almec. He snipes Almec. <laughs> Through glass, right? Like two from, shots from like two shots to one on the, each to the nipple. chest. One on each nipple. <laughs> nipple. One on each nipple. Gotta get that nipple. And nipple he was shot. able to I mean, think about this. It's a lockdown prison with not only Mandalorians but also clones being defended with a Jedi, and he still somehow is able to get in, kill him, and escape. Oh yeah, fought like, Bogotan like like it was nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's. I feel like he if if it was hand hand combat he could beat Pre Vizsla, but if it was talking yeah. about who could rally his troops best, who could bring an army behind him, it's Pre Vizsla. Oh, hundred percent. Vizsla yeah, was dude. very good at being able to truly build a force behind himself. Yeah, AKA um, John Favreau also voiced Pre Vizsla. Fun fact for you. Jeez, what? I actually didn't know this. You guys didn't know that? That's awesome. Pre-Vizsla? I didn't yes, know this. Yes, he did. And he also voiced the beefy Mandalorian in the Mandalorian yeah. live action mm-hmm. show. I knew um, that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, all right. So moving on, that's pretty much the fi- the finale of that episode. Ahsoka's captured yeah. by Maul. Um, and then the second one starts back up, Phantom Apprentice, which I think is the dopest title to oh any gosh. episode. So the it's Phantom so Apprentice? Like what? Ooh. Um, Ooh. But basically, this opens with um, basically Ahsoka kind of escaping Maul after she realizes his true intentions for um, being on Mandalore um, and how he's scared of this new power and he's predicting this new power to take over the empire or take over the Republic um, and how he mentions the name Sidious. And then that takes us to, Oh, the scene with Obi-Wan and Ahsoka when he mentions that Anakin's already killed Dooku. Like this is like revenge of the Sith is already going on. And this is coinciding with that. Um, I think he, that's the coolest part about all of this. Exactly. Yeah. And then a really cool part is when in that meeting, Obi-Wan mentions how um, they have this hunch that there's this Dark Lord that's Dark Lord of the Sith that's kind of overshadowing everything. Darth Sidious, they mention his name again. And then he has his talk with Ahsoka about Anakin's secret mission on spying on the Supreme Chancellor. Yeah, and I, I, I think that it's interesting because you see Ahsoka after leaving the order, realizing that the order is more focused on politics and being able to, they're, mm-hmm. they're focusing more on politics than actually focusing on the peace, focusing on what yeah. the force needs. They're focusing more on a war effort and yeah. being, choosing the right men for every job and keeping this, this peace through that. But rather than just focusing on finding the Sith Lord who's controlling everything. Yeah. Cause we knew about this in attack of the clones. Like, oh, yeah. Dooku brought up 
Sidious in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, to, to Obi-Wan. To Obi-Wan. <laughs> and he's but just like, nothing happens. Obi-Wan's just straight up, is, I'll never join you. You're a liar. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, if Obi-Wan hadn't just, been yeah. so dense, there yeah. would have you would have had, even <laughs> during the the, atta- the okay. Clone Wars, you would have had some, like, thought process of, oh, maybe we should look and see who's controlling <laughs> this. Like That is Obi-Wan's probably, that's probably his biggest flaw in all of the Star Wars, is that one scene with... Uh, where he's just so blindsided, like that could never happen. Like the and Jedi, thinks, yeah. yeah. That's why I love the Clone Wars. He thinks, he thinks he's so above everyone, like because yeah. he's a Jedi. Because he's he thinks, oh, I'm like I will never listen to someone who's a dark sider. Like that's the thing is even even though Dooku fell to the dark side, Dooku was the master was was the master to freaking Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah. Like you think about this. He's talking to his master's master, and even though he did fall to the dark side, you can't think he might have might have a little bit of trustworthiness still left in him. <laughs> Dooku's not a liar. Dooku's yeah. not a liar. He's just a man who thought he could be powerful, and I think Sidious yeah. talked him into it. Like Dooku, aka Lord Tyrannus, is a really cool character, and definitely Clone Wars really fleshed him out. Yes, and definitely showed how true. cool he can be and his kind of side on the story. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he was very much used as a pawn by Sidious, but I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah. He was very much used as a pawn by Sidious, and I, 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 Sidious knew that he was going to be used as a sacrificial lamb to take Anakin over the edge. Because I feel yeah. like that was the that was the first part where you could start seeing Anakin's anger. Yeah. And if you think about it, Anakin, the reason that he did it was because it was Palpatine that told him to do it. Because if he had been, if Obi Wan had been awake, because Obi Wan w- was knocked out unconscious. Yeah. If Obi Wan had been awake, that wouldn't have happened. Duke would have been taken in custody, and yep. everything would have fallen apart for Sidious. Uh-huh. Yeah, everything was placed perfectly so that Sidious could could have Anakin under his control. Yep, perfect. Honestly, Palpatine is just the perfect villain. Like so yeah. many moving parts, and it all just comes together for him. Yeah, and uh, you and you think about it, he's like spoilers for basically the last three movies which were not very good but <laughs> i i honestly question i question the lone gunman i'm just saying right now Oof. i question dude they cannot re- review force awake I mean, force awakens that high it's uh, yeah i think i think part of like their deal is that it's nostalgic like it's the first time star yeah. wars was back but at the same time like it's just new hope part two there's it's, nothing yeah, new about it it's um, not and, new and it's yeah it's, you 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 look at the the last Jedi, which was controversial, but then you think about it. Palpatine had set up everything to the point where he had a child, and I'm assuming probably Metaclorians, not him doing anything. But I have a feeling it was Metaclorians that because Ray with, was so powerful with with, with, with his with, no with his child because he had his son. I have a feeling that that son was probably him with Metaclorian playing with Metaclorian. Well. They show, oh yeah, it it might it might be because you never see. Yeah, you see the I, father. I you see the yeah. father, but you never see uh any thought of yeah. there Ugh, being because that, that that son. No, think about it. That son had to have been growing up away from Sidious, but he had to know who his father was. Yeah. So either his mother had had it happen like right before Return of the Jedi. Uh huh. It it either had to happen like right before Return of the Jedi, or or like it had to be. It was interesting because if you think about it, his son had to grow up to an adult, have a child, and then proceed to give it away, so <laughs> it would be protected from from him. 
I don't know. Do you, do you realize how much time that would take <laughs> to take? Like, I just, I just like to think that Palps got down and dirty. Like, I mean, but he, but but who'd want to do it? How old? Like, who who would look at that and be like, hmm? I don't know. Maybe I'll be the the, hey, the mother of his child. Palpatine, like for for a woman to do Palpatine and like get it on, she would have to be the galaxy's biggest gold digger on the on the ga- in the galaxy. Oh my god! <laughs> she would have to be a blind gold digger. Oh yeah. But anyways, guys. But really we, attractive because Daisy Ridley. Back, back, back that's to, true. Back, that's back true. to the middle. Back back, back to where back we to Clone coming. Wars. Back to Clone back Wars because the sequels. Oh my gosh, we can all agree. Stop. That that is definitely not the best content Disney has put out. Um, but basically, back yeah. to the final part of this last episode, Phantom Apprentice, was Ahsoka versus Maul, which Ooh. was a very, oh. very highly anticipated oh battle. Oh, gosh. Because it's hinted at in Rebels when they're fighting, and then Ahsoka says, if you want to finish our fight, you'll have to fight Kanan first. And there's that cool scene. But yeah. they hint at it. Um, then we finally get the actual fight. And fun fact, the choreographing um, for Darth Maul in this was actually motion capture of Ray Park, who is the original Darth Maul in Phantom Menace. Really? Yes. Okay, so little, when I heard that. little thing, little thing. Did you know that um, in Phantom Menace, the duel between uh, Ewan McGregor and the Darth Maul, so Ray, Ray Park, Ray Park. They they their duel was so fast that they had to slow it down so it was yes. believable for audiences. <laughs> yes, they were so that. fast <laughs> that they had to slow it down. Like Ewan McGregor will said this in an interview. They were they had to slow it down because of how fast they were going. Yeah, you think I, about that. Yeah. Like that was that was probably one of the best lightsaber duels in like not emotionally but choreograph wise yes. one of the best duels in all of Star Wars. Oh yeah. They don't say a word, and the stakes are so high. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but basically, I think it was really cool how they kind of brought Ray Park. And you can really tell, like, his fighting style in this final episode with the dual blades is so similar to Phantom Menace. Like, the moves he does, yeah. because Ray Park is, like, a stuntman, but he's also, like, an acrobat. So Maul has always kind of had, like, the acrobat skills, kind of like a gymnast, um, where they kind of, in previous Clone Wars episodes, he's just had a single blade where he's had different fighting style. I think it was really cool to bring the original back um, yeah. for that. But and basically, I, I wonder, I wonder if he um, is using the dual blade partially because he, he remembered, like he uses it, but also partially because uh, of Savage. I wonder if he's doing it Ooh. to respect Savage rather Ooh. than for his own fighting style. Interesting. Well, he's here's not the using thing. the dark saber. Like that's, yeah, that's, that's right. my thought process. Not yeah, using the dark saber. So I think he either he might have been using using that to respect Savage, his brother, like yeah, or his well, his apprentice. So just a side note and a fun fact. So one half of his lightsaber is obviously his original lightsaber, half mm-hmm. of that, and the other half is actually a Saw Ventress's lightsaber. Um, it's not her original, but in the Saw Ventress novel that was published a while ago. She reconstructs a new lightsaber in this new arc. They're supposed to show it in, like, uh, they were supposed to have a Clone Wars arc about her, um, and then she eventually is killed by Dooku. Um, oh, really? Really? Yeah. She constructs a new lightsaber, um, and then that's basically Maul's second half of his dual blade in this fight. Um, oh. There's not really a lot of context into it. You kind of have to do your little research. 
See, Ventress, I really wanted to see another arc with her because of yeah. just she she gained so much depth once she went became a bounty hunter. And you saw right. a lot more of her depth in season five with Ahsoka's arc. Yeah. You saw a lot more of her depth. You saw a lot more of her realizing she's not just a dark side. You can see that she's not a dark sider. She's more of one of those middle Jedi. And I think I think if she rebuilds her blade, she it would be orange, in my opinion, just because of the oh, way yeah. she was leaning. I think because yeah. I mean, even if it probably was like a yellow color, um, but Maul yeah. probably like bled the crystal, you know, you know yeah. how the Sith do it. Um, Evan changed his background to Saxon, Saxon. but the Rebels version. Oh, gosh. Uh, 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 oh, no. Save us. Burn it with okay. fire. Burn it with fire. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> Ahsoka versus Maul. And I think this is so cool because it kind of has a callback to um windu versus sidious the scene when the window smashes in oh, is a total callback oh, to in so revenge of the Sith when this the window smashes in in palpatine's office <laughs> wait i'm trying to remember the fight were, were they standing still when that happened and then the fight started or was it yeah so they were just standing that, still they were standing still open, in a stalemate and then it, and then, then ahsoka began. ahsoka says i'll join you but what does anakin have to do it do with this whole thing and then basically oh. i'm gonna play that quote for you guys right here right now i'm gonna play it because this is probably one of my favorite lines by darth maul easy so i'll play that right now I will help you. But you must answer one question. You have but to ask. What do you want with Anakin Skywalker? He is the key to everything. To bring balance to the Force? To destroy. He has long been groomed for his role. As my master's new apprentice. You lie. I'm afraid not. In fact, I was so certain of his fate that I orchestrated this war to lure him here with Kenobi. To kill him. Thus depriving Sidious of his prized pupil. I know Anakin. vision is flawed. I see the Padawan needs one last lesson. I think he was trying to stop Sidious from getting it, but also yeah. he wanted, I think he wanted to prove himself as his, Oh yeah. like, why would you ever have all these other apprentices when you should have had me kind of thing? Right, yeah. And I think you always had me. Maul, Maul's he never came back for him. Yeah. Maul's character is so cool because he's, he started out as probably the most like two-dimensional villain you could get. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Looks cool, oh. but like there's no motives. And like now he's just so fleshed out. Like at first it was his revenge with Maul or with uh, Obi Wan. Then he has a brother in it, and then it's the tragedy of losing that. Then it's how he wants to prove himself to his former master. And then now it's yeah, it's pretty much still proving himself, um, but it's new stakes trying to kill his new prized pupil, which is Anakin. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was interesting how we mentioned before how he kind of put a, put aside his revenge um, for Obi-Wan for this greater goal of depriving Sidious of Anakin. Um, yeah. Then obviously after Ahsoka hears that, she's like, you lie. And then yeah. basically they duel it out. And that's a pretty dope duel. But it is. What, what do you guys think would have happened 
do you, would you guys have rathered Ahsoka try to join him and seen like they would never have done this because I mean it wouldn't flow. Yeah, but like yeah. like this is just it what if fit the, the like it, uh, this is a what if like Star Wars. Oh, hundred percent. But like it's a Star Wars theory. Shout out. <laughs> shout like, out. Uh, <laughs> kind of like a dark side Ahsoka joining Maul. Like obviously not hundred percent Sith, but like we, um, we saw a dark side Ahsoka. We've seen we, a dark side Ahsoka. Indeed. In the in Mortis. Uh, so weird though. <laughs> like it was it was weird. It was yeah, weird, it wasn't but, like a, yeah, she was mind control. It wasn't like what, she what, actually whatnot. went, but it was she was under mind control. But yeah. I think if she, I I think if she joined Maul, she wouldn't have been joining him to I think she would have joined him still as light side. I don't think she would have been yeah, going to the dark yeah. side. That wasn't yeah. that wasn't her agreeing to go to the dark side. That was her agreeing to try to protect Anakin. Exactly. Because I think in her in her mind, if she had done this, she would have thought if we can stop. I don't. I. I think what her thought process would have been was if I was there and I was able to talk to Anakin and talk him out of this, then uh-huh. she would rather have talked him out of it. And Maul would have been. I feel like Anakin would have defeated Maul, in my opinion. Yeah. But Ahsoka would have been able to talk down Anakin, in yeah. my opinion. That's yeah. And that, yeah, that's a hundred percent her motive for joining him. And then obviously he tells her that he really wanted to just kill Anakin because yeah, of the vision. That's what. That's what. Yeah. Her. And that. And yeah. And she was like, ah, screw this. And then they have that epic fight with some pretty great choreographing. Oh my gosh! Um, and honestly, guys, I think this is easily, easily, maybe, maybe top five Star Wars of Clone Wars fights for me. I, they, I you know, yeah, definitely. Because obviously, number one, I think will always be uh, Savage Maul versus Palps. Oh um, gosh, that, was, that fight that is that just so, so good. Good. Yeah. Like, well, that that one doesn't have as much emotional impact, but it no. still is. It still is one of the best choreographed. And just fastest duels you've ever seen. Yeah. Because and that's the first how, time we see Sidious with the dual blades. Which is a rare occurrence because you you never saw him with the dual blades. I don't <laughs> think in Revenge of the Sith, no. you didn't see him in the dual blades because you saw no. I think he lost one of his lightsabers and then got a second one, I think, if I can remember correctly. Yeah. Or he had a backup or something like that, but it was yeah. nevertheless. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Good stuff. So basically... The whole Ahsoka versus Maul ends with her basically capturing him and cutting him off from escaping. Um, And we had that kind of really interesting line by Maul where you kind of feel bad for him, where he says, let me go, let me die. Um, That was holding him. And that's just like, that's so weird. Like, he's so scared for what's about to come. And then he's like telling everyone, we're all going to die. We're all going to burn. So this is such a big setup for what's coming in these next two episodes for sure. Yeah. And I think he's more terrified of what Sidious is going to do as an emperor than what, yes. than what would happen. Cause I think when he instant, he lost to Ahsoka, I think he realized I'm not escaping. Just let me die. Cause he would rather yeah. see, he would rather die than see a, a, a galaxy ruled by Sidious. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I just had a voice crack, <laughs> but <laughs> just, just, just edits, edits the edits like <laughs> mo- voice modulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so voice basically, crack, but- Ryan is going through puberty. He just started. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's just how it'd be. But yeah, this has been a really fun talk. So basically, guys, we've really kind of broken down these first two episodes. The last thing I want to talk about is some little quick misses you guys got. Some big details Dave Filoni threw in these last few episodes, kind of to please the fans. So obviously. Yeah. We first talked about the opening scene with Plo Koon and Ayla Secura in their Revenge of the Sith spots where they eventually die in Order 66. And that was in the very first episode. 
that was in the very that. first episode yeah. in the first like like yeah. Up, like, like yeah yeah the, the, the monologue thing. yeah the monologue and that's also where we see the new grievous design which okay hello I'm, it's so good but we're not gonna see it do anything <laughs> right because there's like there's no way ahsoka's leaving mandalore or doing anything and grievous is on umbara where obi-wan is like we're not gonna see it and it's so dumb unless they re-choreograph the grievous fight scene and show that in the clone wars which i don't think they're gonna do i I think they're trying to show the ahsoka perspective we're not gonna see the design and i'm so annoyed that they did a redesign that looks so dope but we're not gonna see it used i know yeah it it was definitely a big tease but i mean i think it was really cool they still changed it he looks so menacing like probably the scariest grievous has ever looked and Yeah. yeah but basically um i think one of the coolest things about um, the very very first episode was Obi Wan mentions that uh, the capital is under attack. Uh, Grievous has captured the Chancellor, and then Windu lost contact with uh, oh, what's her Shock T. Shock T. And obviously, Which, that's a direct reference to deleted scene. There was a deleted scene in Revenge of the Sith yep. where Grievous kills Shock T. Also, opening crawl to Revenge of the Sith mentions it. That the capital is under attack, but also. This also re like re ret like retcons um, the two thousand three two thousand five animated Clone Wars show with basically the like this happened right in between uh, Attack of the Clones and then Revenge of the Sith it was like the two parter or whatever um, with that kind of two D animation basically yeah. the first time we see Grievous and basically the whole thing like where he captures uh, Chancellor is a really cool scene. Um, with him fighting all those clones in that room. And then we see the very first ARC Trooper mission. Go watch those if you haven't seen them. They're on YouTube for free. Highly recommend. So, um, small small little detail. Shock T has three different scenes where she dies. <laughs> right? She has, three different, she has three different scenes. I believe she has one Clone War scene and then two Revenge of the Sith deleted scenes. Yeah. Now, hearing this, the canon one is the one where she, she gets killed on Grievous' ship. She gets captured by Grievous yeah. and then proceeds to get killed. Yeah. So that is now the canon one, yeah. canonical one, compared to the other two. The other two, right. I believe, one was on. Uh, uh, so there's Camino. one, one there was, was on Camino, and then the other one was just. I think she was. There's she one was where a fight with someone or something. There's like one that. where Anakin actually kills her in the Jedi Temple. Oh yes, I remember that. That one is yeah. She so she's in the temple. I believe she's. It's right before yeah. the youngling scene. Yeah. Right before the youngling scene, the she's sitting, she's sitting there. I think she's in meditation. She's in meditation. She's in the meditation room, and yeah. she's like, uh, uh. I think she, I think she says, uh, Skywalker, Jedi Knight Skywalker, what are you doing? And then it just, it just, yeah, complete <laughs> darkness, and you see her outline, and then you see the blue blade come through her chest. Right. Yeah. It is like I watched that, and I got chills. It was, yeah, it was so, and it was very interesting because I saw that. After I'd seen Clone Wars. So it was really interesting because you kind of saw had a little bit of a connection. So it was just. Mm, oh, yeah. And I think like the coolest thing for me is seeing this kind of Dave Filoni kind of hinting that, you know, 2003, like this whole 2003 animated series was obviously retconned when Disney bought it because um, that was Cartoon Network. Um, but it's kind of cool. He's like, yeah, that's we still consider that our canon. Um, and I think it's it's like that was such a like a such a cool moment when obi-wan comes in there and basically confirms all these lost theories um that are out there um yeah but basically 
um that's pretty much it for that first episode um second one um one of the big things you might have missed in phantom apprentice was the crime syndicate cameos and in solo Mm -hmm. paul bettany's character dryden voss has a little cameo yeah you see him in the yeah in the, in the he tells everyone to go in hiding and yeah so. I was I was surprised he didn't look like Vision um, I was a little upset actually <laughs> that he didn't have the Mind Stone it's just <laughs> just with the Mind Stone in his head <laughs> um, but I mean that's pretty much all of our little quick misses we mentioned all the other ones already so this isn't a guaranteed one but this was one I thought was like kind of interesting was. Uh-huh. Uh, you see a master and a Padawan. The Padawan looks similar to Kanan Jarrus. So oh, yes. That could, that could have been Dave Filoni slipping in like Kanan in as a, as a thing. Or it could have just been a Padawan and a master. We have no clue. But yeah. that's a little thing that I would like to believe that that's Kanan. I, I want to believe that it's him too. I think that's cool. Yeah, and that's obviously in the first scene of the very first episode. Um, where they're showing of all, of all these new actors. Of all the characters in Rebels, I think Kanan has some of the most depth of any yeah. of the characters in my yeah. opinion yeah like i feel like if, if it had been just if it had been like a clone wars based thing with just kanan and hera i feel like that would have been a really good story interesting yeah because you see because i feel like sure the the rebels idea is interesting seeing this like small rebel cell but imagine if it was just kanan and hera doing runs trying to live their life as him being a hidden jedi yeah and then you see that you see that little like connection between uh you see that small connection and then i think it'd be really interesting to see rather than kanan having died seeing kanan raise his child with hera because mm-hmm. that would have been a really cool arc seeing kanan raise his son in the way like i wonder if he would have raised him as a jedi or if he had raised him just seeing if he has for if he's force sensitive right yeah I don't know. I mean, maybe they might do something on that in the future. We will see. Only time will tell. There is one arc that I really want to see, even though it's Rebels, but I want to see them trying to get Thrawn and Ezra. I really want to see that arc with Sabine and Ahsoka. After Return of of the Jedi, you see uh, Sabine just painting a mural of the original cell. Uh, Zeb is living with all the Lassants on their hidden world. Uh-huh. But you see Ahsoka come and see Sabine, yeah. and I believe Ahsoka says one word, and I believe it's like, "Are you ready to find him?" And mm. Sabine turns, and it ends the series. And I yeah. just, I would love to see a Sabine Ahsoka either mini series because I'd be down for a ten, ten ep- like an eight episode series of just seeing what happens there, them finding Ezra and Thrawn because I really want to see what happened to Ezra even though he wasn't the best character I feel like if they they could definitely add more depth to him because he yeah he had he had the best setup for any character but they just didn't execute it because they were trying Disney was trying to make a kid show not a not a show yeah. not a Star Wars show I think is yeah and that, that was the biggest reason a lot of people are kind of hesitant on it um yeah. but Michael's seen it and he he thinks it's pretty good and there are definitely I enjoy some it. there are I some enjoy. really there, yeah yeah there's some there's really some good arcs. moments. Like, you know, there's Maul versus Obi-Wan, Last Encounter. Like, that's a great moment. There's so many. Um, so, something to, to add there. <laughs> so, Maul is... I've unleashed a ranting went, beast. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> when Maul is set up in that fight, you see Obi-Wan take Qui-Gon's original stance. Mm. Well, no. So, you, so you actually, you see him take his original stance. His, like, 
attacking stance where he like does his normal one with like the arm and leg and the come at me bro kind of setup. Yeah, yeah. He turns to Quagons, which is more of a defensive. I believe it's one of it's one of the forms that's a defensive form. But the reason that Obi Wan didn't lose to Maul the way Quagon Jin did was because. Obi-Wan had learned and knew exactly what Maul was going to do because he knew exactly how to fight against that style. And, and Obi-Wan learned from the death of Qui-Gon and was able to defeat Maul. Oof. And, that, is, and yeah. that emotional payoff with it being in complete darkness and the only light being the lightsabers yeah. adds to that so much more. Yeah. Yeah, you guys should definitely go watch that if you haven't seen it. It's really good. Um, so good. But basically, the last things we want to talk about before we end this episode, it's been an awesome discussion, Michael. I can't wait to have you on for more episodes. Definitely. Basically, <laughs> we want to talk about how this arc so far compares to other arcs and some of our predictions going into these final two episodes. Mm-hmm. So basically, some of our favorite arcs are obviously Unbara in Season 4, um, Maul's Rise and Fall in Mandalore Season 5, the Fall of Ahsoka, Season 5, and then Five's Conspiracy, which is Season 6. Technically, the last episodes is what that's yeah. called. Um, was there any other um, four-parter or arc that you really like as well that I left? Um, so, there are always a lot of really good arcs. And yeah. I think this, this it has so many good arcs in this show that it's really hard to pick one or two out. Yeah. I think... I actually don't think that should be called the fall of Ahsoka. I think it should be called the rise of Ahsoka because because mm. rather than it because this that is what turned Ahsoka to realize the Jedi are playing politics. They're not playing for peace. They're playing politics, and I the think war that's mon- the reason she war mongers. Yeah, the war mongers. They're playing politics, and I think that's what made her leave. And that's truly a rise of Ahsoka. And the yeah. Ahsoka you see the truly the the clear minded Ahsoka that you see in these yeah. most recent episodes. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It's the fall of Jedi Ahsoka, rise of, rise of pretty much real Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, but basically, obviously, we can't make any claims now no. at this point because we haven't even finished this series. But honestly, the way this arc is progressing and how it's tying into Revenge of the Sith, I honestly think this is easily one of my favorite arcs. Probably not. Yeah. I can't say it's my favorite yet because yeah, Umbara we have to, we have will to see always what happens. be up there. Umbara um, is a phenomenal arc, but the way this is setting up, if it, if we see, I feel like what's going to happen, this is a random prediction, but it, I think it could be really cool if this happens. Rex goes to interrogate Maul. Ooh. And Maul reveals only to Rex. Like, Rex is going to realize this and try removing his, he removes his chip Ooh. because he, he pits, puts the pieces together. I yes. either think that it's going to be an interrogation and Ahsoka's there and Rex is there and uh-huh. Rex is going to hear this and realize what Fives was trying to say. He's going right. to remove his chip. He's going to realize what he was, what, what Fives was doing. And that's, and that's, he's going to be the only clone that has time to do it because right. I have a feeling that right as he removes his chip, he gets the contact of order 66. And yes. because he's the commander and there's another captain, I feel like the captain or arc trooper, Jesse. Oh no. Wait, did he die? Did no, he he's die? still alive. Remember. He's still alive. Well, he's still alive. Which is going to be really sad, oh. but I think he possibly could be the one that or that tells the rest of the Bro. clones. Because I feel like command, I feel like Commander Rex isn't going to tell tell his clones because he got the no. Order sixty six. Yeah. But Arc Trooper Jesse is going to hear it and be the yeah. reason for it, and that's going to be so oh hard to gosh. watch. But I think that's exactly. probably what's going to happen. Yeah, like when we start hearing the March on Jedi Temple theme playing or Anakin's betrayal, something similar oh. to that. 
or we see just someone pick up a hologram uh <laughs> radio transponder or whatever like that's that's when we know like game over um Sorry, so basically ooh, ooh, let's hear it let's talk about predictions so, now let's do it yeah we'll talk about predictions um so you saying that he'll pick up the the hologram thing i wonder if ah- ahsoka finds out from maul and goes into hiding with rex mm. and the and and i wonder if you see these all these clones killing the Mandalorians, trying to figure it out, and you see either Rex or Ahsoka in the aftermath pick up the pick up a uh, one of the holograms that's transmitting it, uh-huh. and sees and sees a repeat because it's broken, a repeat of Execute Order sixty six. Oh, and you see Ahsoka realize exactly what happens because you know uh, you know Ahsoka, I wonder if Ahsoka's gonna feel it how Yoda felt when all of the Jedi died. There is a scene like that in the trailer, the final trailer. There is. Where she kind of like grabs her head and kind of like leans to the ground. It's the same motion Yoda does in Revenge of the Sith during Order 66. Um, and, and she's wonder, like on the, what's up? I wonder if that's not going to be, that's not going to be about the, all the Jedi dying. I wonder if that's going to happen when Anakin falls Ooh, and Anakin kills the Mace Windu. Where she senses that. Yeah. Rather Possibly. than sensing all of the Jedi dying, she senses that, yeah. and that's what ticks her off. Yeah. So basically, there's so many theories out there of what Ahsoka's next move is. Um, obviously, I just want to mention this now. There are massive leaks out there, guys, so you need to be careful because, obviously, leaks always re- they always ruin a great viewing experience. Yeah. If we want to go into this, like, knowing, like, this is going to be so cool. We have no idea what's going to happen. Exactly. Um, so basically, stay safe out there because there are big uh big leaks basically yeah I, I think i've heard screenshots um also the synopsis of the next two episodes are out which confirm pretty much what's going to be happening what's so, up michael a callback to something in bad batch you see echo go with the bad batch crew right i wonder if Ooh. bad batch <laughs> i wonder if the bad batch chips aren't working and because of what echo happened because of what happened with echo and his separatist stuff is hip is hip if his chip got removed i wonder if the bad batch and, and echo are the only clones other than rex wolf and mm-hmm. gregor that removed their chips that could be interesting but and at I the same won- I, i'm wondering when they're going to find gregor because you have gregor who removed his chip right. and you have wolf and Wolf is the one that I'm wondering, how does Wolf contact Rex? Right. And I wonder if Wolf, I wonder if he's able to contact Wolf and find out that Wolf either isn't with a Jedi or he, I wonder, because you can't contact Cody, Cody, which mm-hmm. is what throws me, throws me because of all the clones that Rex would contact if he found this out would be Cody. Exactly. That's why I question why it was Wolf that was the other was one of the other clones that removed their chip. Do you think that they're going to show the reunion of these three clones who have taken their chips out? Or I do you really think that's kind of left up to the interpretation of the viewer? I think, I think either it's I, I have a feeling they might hint at it like you mm-hmm. might see you might see uh, Rex at the very end of this after Ahsoka, he's helped Ahsoka escape get a transmission from, from uh, or it has like a beep beep and he looks and it and he lists out ct and i don't remember gregor's well i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember gregor's ct number but it's gregor's number and he goes right. and finds that off a solo mission off yeah. like an arc trooper level mission goes finds gregor and removes the chip before uh gregor is able to uh, escape yeah yeah dude that could be there's so many possibilities like one theory is that ahsoka 
like I've heard this that she might try and find uh, Anakin and try to stop him because she knows what's going to happen. He's trying the Palpatine's trying to seduce him. Um, there are some theories out there that she tries to go do that, um, and then is obviously stopped by um, Order sixty six, so isn't able to leave and warn Anakin. But one theory me and Evan and Jack have is that she's able to leave Mandalore before order 66. And then she encounters Anakin, in the Jedi temple before, like right before he's leaving to go rescue Palpatine. Oh, no. Like when he's made, like look, staring off in the distance, oh. there's that montage. We never saw what happens in between that scene. And then when he leaves to go rescue Palpatine. So what if the last time she says, the last time I saw Anakin was when he was rushing out to save Palpatine. What if that is that scene? Oh my god! But she's like, "Don't go," and Anakin's like, "I have to," and then he just dips, and like, I, I'm getting chills, and that's the last. You're, you're scene. making me get chills. That's I. I don't know if that's would, gonna happen. That's just a like. This is a big theory I have. Also, I feel like if they did that, they wouldn't be. I feel like they have to show Rex. So, yeah, they're in Star Wars Celebration. I think it was 2016. It was back when I was really into Star Wars. They did an Ahsoka panel, and they talked about these two last arcs. I really despise that they replaced Trace and her sister over that love interest because I really yeah. wanted to see an Ahsoka love interest and like see that because she would have yeah. chosen like and I feel like that would have been a lot more of like a oh she has to choose between her love interest or Maul like right, if you yeah. think about that she has to cho- choose between love interest or Maul yeah. rather than just being like okay I'm out after she she helps Some Trace friends. like legitimate yeah. yeah I feel like that would have been more of an emotional like thing and she would have left and i feel like it would have been like some sweet embrace yeah. hug like she she hugs him and then he <laughs> has to leave yeah and it's like a really sad moment to see but really you know it you know her where she is is right yeah and i feel like that would have been really well but yeah it talked about in that in the day filoni one when he talks with uh, the actor of soka they talk about how ra- it wasn't like anakin and obi-wan rush off before like they rush off before it anakin or obi-wan are planning a siege on mandalore Mm. in that one in his original is that they're planning a siege ahsoka gets brought on by one of the mandalorians and well no it wasn't ahsoka got called because they wanted they wanted ahsoka to help because they knew of all the people to help it would be ahsoka because i think rex brought it up or something like that in that Mm -hmm. idea and in that they got called away to say rescue Palpatine, and then she had to lead the 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 whole thing by herself. Right. Which yeah. I think, but it always the the thing that's always been up for interpretation is: Will Rex be the one helping her escape, or will she escape before Order sixty six ever happens? Exactly. So I think that's like um, it's kind of like that that this could play in two different ways where. Yeah. My theory might be true where she leaves yeah. and has one last encounter with Anakin, which obviously that would happen long before Order 66. Rip all the younglings. Um, yeah. Which that would be a really hard. That, well, if it ended that way, it would be very open-ended of where Ahsoka goes. I feel like if they did right, that, they would have yeah. to end it on the third episode. And then the fourth episode would be her trying to figure out right. like her leaving and then yeah. feeling the, for, the force thing and feeling all of the jedi dying and she realizes what happened right and then she she has she instantly knows go into hiding because one other theory i have is like what if she like after all this happens order 66 she escapes 
And then she gets to Coruscant, try to find Anakin, but she only sees him marching into the Jedi Temple with the 501st. Like, that would be kind of cool, but obviously that's probably not going to happen. No. Um, there's, there's all these ideas that we have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At this point, all of these predictions are for nothing because we know <laughs> Dave Filoni can pull off some of the best story arcs. And Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm going to call back to a story arc that truly cemented uh, Clone Wars is like, a, this is not a show for kids. This is a show for Star Wars. And that was the, talk about. the Genosian arc mm. with the Brain Invaders. Because that arc is was chilling to watch, but was one of the best, well-written, and most out-there episodes you could have ever seen in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And that ep- I recommend watching that arc, because that arc was <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even though it wasn't like this arc that had a major play in the plot point, you saw all of this happening. You, you, you see Ahsoka learning her ingenuity. And also you see Clone Wars isn't just this show for kids. It's a Star Wars show and they're willing to experiment. And Dave Filoni was the one that came up with that idea. And I think Dave Filoni has an idea for what's going to happen. And I think he, it's in his hands at this point. And if if these first two episodes are any way to tell what's going to happen, we're we're in for two phenomenal episodes. Exactly, exactly. yeah, I'm I'm so excited, and I really think um, it'll be interesting to see what happens, like how Rex finds out if they're gonna kind of tie back things to fives, if they're gonna mention him at all. Oh, so he's the only please. clone who knows. Um, that'd be really cool. Um, so honestly, one can only speculate how yeah. this all plays out. I'm just so excited. Um, so honestly, guys, if you're listening. Mm-hmm um honestly dm us your theories and we'll mention them uh just on instagram because we we literally only have just a few more like i think it's five more days till we get some answers so five more days to theorize oh my gosh that's what we love doing the bet like the most and then Um, we're gonna have no watch we're gonna this third episode is gonna be like even more open-ended than these last two and it's just gonna be like it's gonna be the most open-ended thing ever like she has like twelve different decisions, and all of them have different outcomes. And we're like, okay, which one is it? We're like, everybody, all, like we just look what? at it, and it's like a spider web of these all these theories that none of them connect. But what happens? <laughs> what if the what if this next episode ends with it just like being Ahsoka in the in the in the like the background, and then a clone in the foreground, and you just see the back of the clone. He just pulls out the hologram, and it just goes black. No, no. Here's oh. how. No. So here's the thing. You know how Tup said good good soldiers follow orders in that right. whole thing? Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if during this whole thing, when Jesse sees it, he looks at Ahsoka, Ahsoka looks back at back back at him and looks back on, out into the distance, or like some clone, and she looks back, she looks back out into the distance, and he's like, he he's trying to like not do it, but he he, he his body is forcing him, and then he just instantly you hear the good soldiers follow orders, and then you see the gun pulled, and oh. then it's black. Because I feel like yeah. the emotional connection between some of these clones, I feel like you're gonna have to hear the good soldiers follow orders, good soldiers follow orders, good soldiers yes. follow orders. I want them to bring that back. I want that to. I want them to be saying that because that is the only possible outcome to me that would make the emotional connection between these clones possible. Right, because it's such a big struggle. Like they're they've grown so attached to yeah. these Jedi generals, um, 
but then they're they're genetically engineered to just follow orders yeah. without any hesitation. Yeah, and I feel like part of this this thought process is is that clones some clones see their generals as their parents. Like if you think about it. Yeah. Because they're they grow like the like sure they learned all this stuff, but they were they were very much detached as chill as like their their younger yeah. selves. So the only people they've gotten attached to are their brothers and their Jedi generals. Right. Sure, there are generals that see clones as as basically the equivalent of droids. Yeah. But you think about it, like I I Rex see like Rex Rex knows about Padme and Anakin. Exactly. Yeah. Like. If you think about that, Rex is disobeying direct orders from Obi-Wan <laughs> to protect Anakin. Yeah. Like it's so cool how Star Wars has turned like CGI uh soldiers like clones obviously and and, and attack of the clones said into like really like non-extendable clones quotation marks. Yeah. Um and just really like fleshed out characters. It also I yeah. I I wonder if when if if Ahsoka's asking, is there any way to save Anakin? Like she finds out, is there any way to save Anakin? And Rex looks at her and is like, there is one thing. And and it's and and then he mentions pa- uh, Padme. Mm. And I feel like that would be really interesting hearing Ahsoka's reaction to finding out that Anakin is married to Padme. Do you think she knows? Or do, you don't think she does? I don't I don't particularly think she does, but that's because like I feel like she doesn't know because even though you, she knows that there's a connection between Padme and Anakin, she doesn't know that it's that. Yeah. And I right. feel like, I feel like if I either imagine ending the third episode on a, a like Ahsoka finding out about this and they're like trying to figure out some way to save Anakin. Like this is after she's escaped. Imagine they've already escaped, but she's like, is there any way to help him? And she, and he, and, and Rex turns and is like, there is one thing and it cuts out. Yeah. And I'm wondering, do they do Order 66 on the fourth episode or the third episode and then have a aftermath fourth episode? I really, I want Order 66 to happen as soon as possible because I I think they're going to let it build up a bit in this next episode, but I definitely want it to happen as fast as possible so we can see more of Ahsoka's side of it, like post Order 66, what's happening. Yeah. So I I really think, I really do think it's going to happen when she's on Siege of Mandalore. Um, yeah, and her escaping. Um, but also, I think with this, we can only speculate. But if they do Order sixty six, and you see Ahsoka, I wonder if Ahsoka goes either to Obi Wan or to Yoda or one of them, and finds them and talks to them, Ooh. and they're like, or like she, I th- I feel like if if Rex is helping her escape, he could either figure out find the Bad Batch, see if the Bad Batch have fallen. Because mm-hmm. he, cause he cares very much about Echo. Right. Because Echo is one of his, like, because that's the last of the, that's last of Domino Squad. Yeah. He is the last of Domino Squad. And if you think about it, I don't see, I don't see, I don't see Echo as being the, I feel like the, sure, you have the five, you have Cut Up, you have Droid Bait, you have Heavy, you have Fives, and you have Echo. There's one person that's part of Domino Squad that wasn't confirmed. And that's Rex. Rex is a part of Domino Squad, no matter how, which way you put it. Mm. Rex is a part of Domino Squad, in my opinion. Yeah. And so it's yeah. going to be... And I feel like Rookies. I want... I really want Order 66. We got a couple of shinies. I really want Order 66 to happen this third episode so we can see yeah. the aftermath. 
a hundred percent. So, I mean, there's so many, like, I, I mean, we can only wait, like, yeah, I have no idea how this can play out because we've, this has thrown us off so off guard because we have we we had no idea they're going to bring this in so fast. We knew they're probably going to mention Order sixty six. We had no idea Maul was going to be so heavily involved. Um, I didn't know Maul was going to be heavily involved, but I knew that or that this was going to coincide with episode uh, with oh yeah episode yeah. three. I didn't know that be, they'd be dropping so many events in Revenge of Sith, like Death of uh, Dooku, like Utapau um anakin's secret mission like it's crazy how much they're connecting this and that's all i wanted and this is paying off so much um basically the last thing i want to say last big theory we i i want i want to i want to throw out what do you think the last scene of the clone wars will be in this arc because i have a clone wars i have a hunch that it's going to be ahsoka and rex because those have been honestly the biggest characters of clone wars um they're they're the best uh they're the biggest clone wars characters that weren't in the movies right the original characters um i think it'd be interesting if it just the last shot is just them in hyperspace and they're just escaping they have no idea what to do but they escape mandalore and they have no idea what's happening next i think here's the thing we know that so i think yes that would be one way to end it but we know rex helps the empire because he is required to so I think that the possi- the way that they're going to end it is he helps her escape from Mandalore, but they go to a different planet, and the last scene is the goodbye between Rex and Ahsoka, and that's where it ends. So Rex, that would be, Rex helps like, the Empire, and uh, they mention that in Rebels. Yes, in Rebels, he is required to help them, but he, but he, that, but they point out like like Kanan's always hesitant with the clones, but they point out we removed our chips, and that was right. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But he talks about how we had to help. We were required to help the Empire because they were clones. But once the clones started growing too old, they put them out of decommission. Interesting. And they they decommissioned them. That's why they were living on this planet. Do you think he was talking Wolf? Do you think he was talking about like regular clones who like had their chips in and kept following orders, or them specifically? Because I feel like Rex, Gregor, and uh, Wolf just kind of like went incognito and totally went AWOL. Yeah. Um. So I feel like. Rex of all of the clones is the most willing to desert because oh. he met a deserting clone. Because do you remember the the, the deserter, the, the, the deserter, which was oh yeah, really That's interesting a seeing a clone deserter. It was a really good story, but I feel like he didn't desert the Empire because they were required to call in. Mm-hmm. So I think what happens is that he helps her escape on Mandalore to a different area where no clones are, mm. and the last scene is is the open-ended question of he they they say goodbye ahsoka leaves and that's and that's it and that's yeah. how it ends and you yeah. you don't know what happens yeah dude i mean this is crazy um but yeah this has been such an awesome discussion michael yeah. i cannot wait to have you on again obviously when we break down yeah. the whole oh my partner. gosh and that'll be a lot of fun because that'll be so, less theorizing more so just yes. breaking it down our opinions on it and the last thing I'd like to add is that if you watch the Malevolence uh, story arc in the Ooh. beginning of Clone Wars and watch the, this last this this last oh, one, no. you will see the evolution of Ahsoka, of Anakin, of all of these clones, and you see how much this, how well-developed these characters have become and how much they've grown. And I think that's... Yeah. 
that's really hard to think about is that we, last we watched, they were just like Ahsoka was a small Padawan and now she's this one that is accusing the Jedi of politics, of, yeah. of, of being warmongers. And oh, yeah. back when you watched that first, you would have thought Ahsoka is the most campy, Follow order, clo- uh, follow order Padawan of any. Type. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She was definitely, she was definitely an Anakin Padawan, but <laughs> you now see her realizing yeah. the Jedi aren't all good. There yeah. is another side. And I mean, they can do that because it's a TV show, and you can show so much screen time. It, that's hard to do in movies, but yeah. in a TV show, like they've been able to do total one eighties of these characters. Yeah, yeah we got Evan. <laughs> What's up, Ev? <laughs> but yeah all right well this has been an awesome discussion michael yeah um i can't wait to talk about how this is all gonna end um but yeah also i would it'll be fun to talk to the other guys and have more of a yes interaction with clint because i actually have never (laughs) met clint yeah the interaction i had was in that party chat in in uh in on twitch so yes. go follow follow their twitch on phantom rant twitch.tv slash phantom rant and subscribe <laughs> my channel yes I, I subscribe need subscribe to red plays for awesome video game content guys um but subscribe, yeah and subscribe to phantom rant and even subscribe. though they never post <laughs> <laughs> they never post we gotta hey. get content out there so hopefully the episode we're gonna have out after um this is all over all clone wars is over um hopefully the whole gang can come together with michael Hopefully we can all record in person. Hopefully COVID-19 we're praying. Um, But yeah, um, I'm optimistic. I can't wait for like to see how this plays out. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, guys stay tuned for our uh, announcement on our next episode coming soon. Hopefully we'll have that out on Monday week from today, or it just depends on when you're listening to this episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So someone's listening to this like a few, a few months later and they're like, dude, I already know what happened to Ahsoka and Rex. Yeah, they're they're listening they're like <laughs> idiots. <laughs> These idiots. They don't even know. Do they even they're watch like, it? What are what are they talking about? Like like Ahsoka and Rex. That's how they end. No, they end on Maul escaping, knowing us. No, like, they, they end on Maul escaping, not Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, you'd imagine that would be the. I don't know. I feel like this would be the worst ending. Would be seeing Maul escape captivity as the ending. And not that's it. So, no, no, you see, like, no, it's gonna be like an end, an end credit scene that no one watches. It's gonna be like you see the goodbye, it goes to its credits, and at the very end, it's just this, it just shows Maul escaping. You're like, why did they have to ruin it? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that, that would be something that JJ uh, <clears throat> Abrams would do. Uh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> anyways, guys can't wait to talk more about this but it's been an awesome episode thank you for sticking with us and stay tuned for more phantom rent content as always send feedback please that's it for today's episode see you guys next time that's a little taste of red plays youtube go check it out (laughs) thanks for joining us michael This episode is brought to you by Red Plays. No, it's like viewer. It's like <laughs> thanks for sponsored by these and contributions from viewers like you. Thank you. Like do the PBS, <laughs> and then it's just the Red Plays clips. <laughs> this broadcast was made possible by viewers oh, like you. Bye.